What up, what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is The Activated Podcast, your host, Ibu. As always, uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in, man. I really appreciate it. I'm going to say that on every opening podcast from now on. I just want y'all to know that y'all are greatly and truly appreciated. Uh, number one, before we even get into it, I did promise uh, somebody that I was going to shout them out on my next podcast. So shout out to my new subscriber, Melissa. Uh, I almost said your government name out there, but I will keep that. Uh, to myself but thank you if you're listening to this i appreciate you subscribing and i want you to continue to tune in uh new podcast drops every friday you know i mean uh maybe not next friday because we're currently going through some technical difficulties but we'll figure it out you know i mean because that's what we do best and number two i also want to give a big shout out to um royal ontario museum for letting me host an event there last week uh it was incredible um white people didn't get my jokes too much but i love it you know what i mean you gotta go there uh do your best and it's an opportunity for me to get better for everybody else so um thanks again and i hope to actually um that was my second event that i hosted there because they did a black history month Friday and then now they're doing um a winter Fridays I believe is what it's called uh honestly it's, it's super cheap um f- for anybody in the city of Toronto just looking for something to do on a Friday live music um it was it was incredible uh way better than what I expected going into it and I got to host the show so I mean you know it's a win-win now before I get into today I got a guest in the building but I want to set it up for the people, right? I want you to understand that this particular guest here is probably one of the reasons why you guys are able to listen to me talk every Friday, right? Um, so we're going to start. We're going to start with entrepreneur. Um, she actually created the Activated Podcast logo. One of the last conversation I had with her, which then propel me into saying you know what we gonna do this podcast so now this is episode 20 right 20 weeks in we started in i believe september i can't even you know what i can't even keep track of how many episodes uh i come out so damn fast but um so she's the reason why really this is happening she's supposed to be on episode three (laughs) she took a damn time right but she's here now and that's all that matters. So I got my, uh, I got Fali Cosmetic, aka Kibi, aka my big sister in the building. I need to <laughs> give some round of applause for that. Thanks for finally coming. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she is <laughs> she is super nervous. Oddly enough, because I'm her brother, so I don't even know what she's nervous about, and we just sitting up here. Uh, just the two of us and uh, you should actually know why because I'm a very very shy person so everybody's shy though I mean you gotta start somewhere <laughs> slowly but surely <laughs> but like I said this is you know you, when, if y'all ever run into her you gotta thank her if, you, if you're really enjoying the podcast she's really uh, like I said the last conversation we had was and then you went um, we talked about it you've been talking about it for the longest time and she like, yo, you got to go out and do it. I said, you, shit, what we got to lose? <laughs> so, and what essentially pushed me to actually do it is that you created a logo. Mm-hmm. And then you sent it to me. Right. And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> now this shit got to come out. Because if, if you went out and created a logo, I just couldn't let the logo go to waste. So I was like, we're going to do it. Uh, we talked about it. And actually... Um, Probably one of the I think I talked to you I think you're the only person I talked to you Well at the beginning It was just you and I been, We've been talking we've about been going it back You and were forth. not sure So it was just like Should I do it? Should I just wait? Like I was like You know what? Just go ahead What do you gotta have to lose? Exactly you So know, Take the risk As long as you take the risk You will know what the outcome is If you don't take any risk Then You don't know if it's gonna work or not <laughs> that, I mean, that and and that was the last the last thing, and then um, and then we set everything in motion. But uh, besides that as well, um, reason why I also wanted you to come on is um, I find inspiration in different people that I talk to, and I think that 
through the conversation today. I'm sure we'll be able to inspire other people in through the line of work that you do. And actually, my sister is probably one of the first. Uh, see, in my family, we don't have entrepreneurs. <laughs> There's nobody to work for themselves. Not in this particular family, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. In, like in our media. So I got, I got, I got. I'm about to forget, but I got two siblings. So Kibi's my older sister. Uh, then I have a little brother. So it's four of us. So actually, in the family, you are the first entrepreneur. And when I mean entrepreneur, my sister then tried every, <laughs> <laughs> every damn business she has tried it and i gotta respect it because you don't stop going why do let's even start with the we're gonna start with your makeup line right um which is called it's called Fali cosmetic uh she has amazing following on social media you should go follow it uh and also when we post the episode you'll be able to see it but for those who don't know you particularly explain to them how you came to the name like what does the name come from well, the name Fali is actually my middle name. It's actually Al Falilat, which is a Yoruba name that my great grandfather gave me. So it has like a whole lot of meaning to me um, when I decided to create the business for my cosmetic line because Fali is it's it's unique to me. It's something that I cherish too, cherish too much. And when I lost my great grandfather, it was just like you know the only thing that reminds me of him is the name that he actually gave me so that's why i was able to kind of come up with the fali i cut it off like the alpha lilat it was just like the middle part that i took and i just went with the fali cosmetics fali, okay i mean i i knew it right but <laughs> <laughs> i knew but i mean for people that's actually like listening so that is um that's your middle name that you you ran with right uh, but I actually have a very long name. I think I have two middle names in Yoruba, but then I don't really use all of them. So I didn't want to put like Kibera Cosmetics or whatever because yeah. people already know me by Kibera. Yeah. But I wanted to make use of those other names that people don't know because Al-Falilat, it has a meaning in Yoruba, just like I have another middle name, like I say, Remy, that has also a meaning. So Remy people know though, like Remy Ma. <laughs> Not that man. <laughs> no. That, I mean, that, that is a reference for people to listen to because they, they're going like, what? You know, like the, the Remy that y'all be drinking and getting drunk or whatever. The rapper, no, I don't do none of Which that. Which is funny enough, you did. We all started with like 16 names. I'm down to three. <laughs> <laughs> and I know sometimes my mom get mad at me about it, but I don't come down like fifteen. I'm like, bro, I can't have like all these extra extra names. Like, <laughs> I started with my great grandfather's name, my grandpa's name, my dad's name, and my name. I said, bro, I ain't gonna have space when you I have didn't kids. Even have space. So I got rid of it. So now I only got my I got my first and last name and my middle name. Who, which I also don't. Sometimes I forget that I have a middle name. They ask me like, what's your middle name? I was like, I don't have one. So that's why did. I didn't want to be like you and forget my middle name. So that's why I kind of put them into my businesses <laughs> so that it can remind me that, you know, I have uh, middle names because here it's just like the first initial that you use, really. So you kind of kind of forget about it a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, and your, your middle name sounds better than mine. So um, <laughs> that makes sense that you would use it. Now, the... Talk to me about the makeup thing, right? Because I know back and forth, I'm always roasting girls that wear makeup, and you always come to their defense. But not really, because I think a lot of times you actually agree with me. <laughs> um, but what inspired you? Because, I mean, personally, I think that from when we're looking at it, like people that do makeup now, like you've been doing it for such a long time. But what pushed you to do makeup like what was the because you started doing it before it was like this big thing so I, mm -hmm. I know now it's easy to look at it and see why people want to do it because it's popular it seems like it's getting mm -hmm. a lot of traction but at the time when you had started well when I really decided to start my own cosmetic lines was because um when I had my first my, not my first my second child 
who's now almost six years old. Badass nephew. <laughs> <laughs> nephew. <is> bad <laughs> as hell. <laughs> and those her kids. Yes. <laughs> those are my they Go get ahead. it from me. But anyways, so I was I went on maternity leave and I am the type of person that really likes to do stuff. I always use my hands. I'm very creative with my hands and very creative when it comes to designing stuff online and things like that. So when I went on maternity leave for like a whole year, I found it very, very boring. So what I decided to do is, okay, I got to, you know, find something to do. I got to get myself busy. So I started looking into makeup. Then Avon was like, you can work from home, make money, whatever. I signed up for Avon. That never worked. But then I got the inspiration from there. And I was like, if I'm able to go and try to kill myself, because selling Avon, it's not easy. Or selling Mary Kay is not easy because you have to go out there. You have to market. You have to network. You have to sell and be able to hit like certain targets every month. So I was like, if I can do that, or if I have to sacrifice and do that for, for somebody, somebody else, yeah. why can't I just sit down and think about something? And that's when I came up with the Fali line. And that was like, like I say, five, six years now. And then I just put my heart and soul into it. I did some researches. And at the beginning, I had no clue on how, <laughs> how to, to do, do makeup. Yeah. I didn't even know how to apply foundation. I didn't even know what's the proper uh, way to do it. And now that I'm looking at my picture, I'll be like, well, shoot, like, I've come a long way. If I'm able to, (laughs) damn, draw my eyebrows or something, then I'm doing something right. And then I started my YouTube channel, I'll say two, three years ago also. But I have, um, I start, I'm doing them in French because at that time, there was not a whole lot of French people that do uh, videos, and most of them were not like located in um, in Toronto that I know of that do makeup really right. in French. So I started doing them in French, but then you have kids, you stop, then you go back, that you you know there was no consistency, and then I really stopped. My YouTube channel is just taller right now. I'm trying to revive it, but it's just you know I I picked on certain things like I learned very fast. In anything that I do, I can look at something like two, three times and I'm able to do it. Then, you know, it's just went from there, really. Avon kind of gave me the inspiration. And I even told my district manager at that time, I was like, you know what? It's because of you I started my makeup line. It's because of you I'm into this. I I remember when you you were doing it, but now that you're talking about it, like I didn't, like I remember you did it for a while and then you stopped. And, well, uh, basically, I was buying the stuff and then sending them to Africa for people to, <laughs> to you sell. know, to but sell. But it's, it's Avon and Mary, isn't that some kind of scam? Because I know people working. Like, how much do people get paid from doing Man, that? And that's what I'm telling you. I started working for my own because you will keep putting in work, putting in your time. You know, explain to these. me how how does it like? Okay, now I'm an Avon. I sell Avon. Right. How much do I need to sell to to make money? It will take you a while. You will not see the way they they market it to us. It's like you sign up, you work from home, you have the freedom of making money. But what they don't tell you is probably every Saturday, Sunday, or even sometime when you're free during the week, you have to go either at grocery store to give out flyers or you have to go to uh, events to give out, you know, to to have customers because that's the only way you will be able to bring the so, income so you got all constantly be out there marketing marketing their the product. product yeah even though it's known it's not everybody that know it like i remember i used to go in buildings i'll pick like an area in mississauga let's say and yeah. where there's like a bunch of buildings and i'll spend like half a day putting you know those catalogs at the doors and the cost that was associated with it was too much because you have to spend to buy the catalogs you have to spend to buy the material promotion material to to be able to give it to people oh shit so did you so everything you so essentially it's like they're a franchise they're running a franchise it's like one of those pyramid uh how do you call it pyramid the pyramid scheme can yeah so essentially you're not making no money the end user is paying too much for things and then first of all to that's why i've never seen anybody really i i know the commercial you see these commercial when you run into these people oh man you make amazing money but i I personally don't know anybody that's done it more than six months 
No, within six months, you won't even see any results yet. It will take you a year, two years, probably more before you can actually start seeing results. But then (laughs) you have to be putting in the work. You have to attend the meetings. You have to have organized like uh, spatial groups, activities. You have to come up with certain ideas. You have to go set up vending tables. You know, it takes like just like any other businesses. It's true. You have to dedicate some time to kind of do it to succeed. Yeah. But then again, you're doing it and somebody else is getting paid for it you know especially if you gotta like buy flyers from them and things like that you gotta buy the catalogs at one point i thought it was free they give it to you for free and you know you go do your marketing but no you have to actually spend money it's probably not a whole lot of money but the more money you put in you know it it it, you lose on the long run you lose so they get they guaranteed to make at least something while you're guaranteed to always be spending something well, even the products too. They, if the product costs, uh, let's say, seven dollars, you probably won't pay seven dollars for it. You spend, you know, you will get, you pay four dollars or three dollars, depending on how high the price is. But then you don't pay the full price, so you get caught up into that too, because you end up spending more money into the business, buying for yourself instead of selling to others. Like where I got caught up was I was buying deodorants, I was buying <laughs> some hand Don't get high off your own supplies. <laughs> you it's like buying, somebody buying, sell buying, weed buying. and start to, and he's there smoking his weed instead of selling it. That's what you end up doing. But, but were you, you were buying it for yourself? I was not buying it for myself. I was buying it to send it to Africa. To send it but back then home you're to still Niger. spending a little bit of money to buy these things even though you buy them for 99 cents if you buy 10 of them you already it adds up so you will see something like the stuff that they don't get to sell you will end up you know having them half price so if a dress was 24.99 they'll put them in the clearance you know catalog you get them for 14.99 or you know 15.99 or whatever but you're still spending because you spend that 15 dollars you haven't even made that 15 dollars yet to invest in your business because you you always spending 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 instead of yeah I can't that, that's why that's why I hate these kind of businesses and for those if you're still tuning in you're still listening I did an episode about this my second episode it says don't get I don't get loom or, or stab or something I can't remember um, and then I talked about a, a specific kind of pyramid scheme in that. And also, as we're talking about this, I remember one time I was I was down and I didn't, I didn't have a job. And I think that was in between like school and something like that. Mm-hmm. So I got a call to go to, um, um, I think it was Primerica. Primerica had called me. I was down to my luck. See, but the thing with me is I don't pick and choose jobs, mm-hmm. right? People, the shit looks good now, but I don't pick and choose. So at the time I needed work, I remember it was this was at Kiel, that a building at Kiel and Finch. There's a McDonald's right there. If you're in the city in Toronto, you should know the spot. So anyways, I go there. I'm in there, and uh, this lady's, like, doing an interview. You know, I'm all dressed up. <laughs> I'm hype. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, what's going on? What you need me to do? So she asks me a question. I'm giving her every, you know, I'm hitting all the questions and shit like that. So then she goes, oh, man, like, I really like you. I think you'll be amazing for the job. <laughs> so I, I should have known something was off right. because she still has not told me what, what the, the damn job was. <laughs> I've been there two hours. I don't know what the... I was like, damn, I'm about to be a VP. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) What you mean? You're not telling me the job. So... At the end, we talking. She's like, you know, we got to get you licensed. And so now the information started coming in. My question to her was, how long... All this licensing is cool, cool. I could pay low money here and there. How long until I can get my first paycheck? Hmm. She goes, well, you know... um, you know, usually on average. So see, soon somebody start telling you usually on average, that means they don't know. She told me within 30 days, give or take, I should be making some money. She don't know how much. And then the licensing fees is like a couple hundred dollars. I said, uh, I'll get back to you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I left. And then from that point on, they kept calling the house. They kept calling my cell phone, the house number. Oh, we want you to come back. My dad had to cuss him out. It was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> my dad once picked up the phone. He don't want the job. Stop calling. It was funniest shit. So that being said, like, any, any, any you know, and that's what reminded me when we talking about the Mary Kay and stuff is that these people just got people working for them. At the top, they don't lose money. No. And at the end, you know, we get... Um, 
I don't want to say greedy. We get hype. Come to think of it, when I was in the U.S., um, I think I just finished high school. I graduated from high school, still looking for a job. Yeah. And then there was this company. I think they still have it here in Canada. It's called Vector. Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Vector. I went to these people. To sell knives, right? Hey, shout out to hey, hey, if anybody listening to this ever work for Vector, go find their page on Instagram. Whatever it is, just go put a little middle finger emojis. I'm a, I'm gonna do that shit right now. Actually, just go there and say, you know what? Fuck you very much. That is <laughs> like these people are really taking advantage of um of just you know they. I mean, and this is how they make money is because they prey on people that don't have a lot of money. And those knives were so damn expensive. Yeah, like, and, and you, you got know, four or five knives for two hundred dollars. Yeah. You have to sell because you're not making educated guests. And the problem with people that don't that are not. Um, I don't want to say financial stable, but like the. That, that don't like I didn't I, I listen I knew that something was off when they told me I would get paid in 30 days because mm-hmm. I've never had that before so I was like oh red flag I'm out but like some people you know they'll sell them a dream like yo you could be independent you could work for yourself and we all have these aspirations deep down inside of us and I think uh, that's really how we how they get people and I just want to say this right while we on the subject not everybody and I, I'm not trying to kill everybody's dream mm-hmm we got to understand our strengths and weaknesses, but we're not all going to run a business. No. Right? You have to have certain skills also. You have like to... You have those, to... You have to be able to sell. You have yeah. to be able to, to talk to people. You have to be able to approach them because that's what the job is about. You have to go out there. You see somebody on the street, yo, can I speak to you for two seconds? I got this. You know, you got to be able to and sell they cut them you They, and they give you the look like, boy, you know I ain't buying no damn knife. If you are somebody like me that's very shy, you can't sell yeah. not a damn, I don't know what, but how you go, you know, yeah. sell some knives or... Just random people. So, you, so while we on that as well, you also got the, like I was saying, entrepreneur spirit. Mm-hmm. The first one in our immediate family. Um, now, you also had a organization, um, Niger Zanke. Zanke Education. It was Niger Zanke at the beginning, but I switched up the name with. And for those who are not familiar with Zanke, um, it's a uh, it it means kids in our dialect, which is Zarma, um, which is from. Uh, the country of Niger. If you're listening to it, you could Google it. Because uh, I also Google shit when I listen to podcasts, just so it, everything comes full circle. So this is one of the language that they speak, which was a clever twist. So essentially, um, talk to me a little bit about that. What was what was your goal that you were you were trying to do um, with that? Which because I mean, as we're talking about it too, like I also I know at the time I was in the space to think about giving back. Um, now I do more and more of it, obviously, because I mean, mentally, I'm in a different space than I was then. Mm-hmm. And um, as we're talking about it too, like I think I have a, I don't think I do have a project that I want to start to give back to my home country in Niger uh, through my mom's school that she has. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I need to stop saying I think. Starting okay, September, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to uh, start sponsoring kids. Uh, I'm going to start with one, right? I'm not going to get overwhelmed because you don't want to have kids' life, you know what I mean? So I'm going to start with one. And my goal is, and hopefully through this podcast as well, and, and raise some funds, is that to start to put kids through school, maybe through first grade till, you know, till they graduate to, to go to middle school. Because, I mean, education back home is very, it's almost like only the rich people get educated. Mm-hmm. Most people don't. And it's, and I think... Like just like a rough estimate, let's say like two hundred dollars will put a kid through school for an entire year. Right. Now, when I'm looking at it in the perspective of that, is that you know I, I go to the mall, I might get a pair of Jordans, um, two twenty nine plus tax. Tax is thirteen percent if you live in Canada. So you're looking at about two forty five, two fifty. Mm-hmm. So if I could go and I own a lot of Jordan shoes, by the way, what you do? Um, <laughs> so, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so mentally, when I'm looking, when I'm thinking back at, it, I was like, damn, I could really, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna change a kid's life, but. Like I could, I could give him maybe an opportunity because even if he doesn't make it to university, I think one important thing is he'll be able to 
speak French. Right. And I actually understand French, which will help right. him a lot because what it is is back home, there's the dialect dom- dominates yeah. French. Like everybody speaks it, but not everybody speaks French. So back to you, I say that to say this is when you had started that organization, what was your, at the time, if you could think back, what was the end goal and what was you trying to do? Uh, with that well the project is, in, is, is it is still in process and I currently have a partner that lives in Niger shout out to Marina and we are currently working to kind of better children's life back home and why is it back home because that's where I grew up that's where I know that the, there is a need for it for children because they don't have the chance that we have um you or you know my other siblings the chance that we had to leave the country and then come here and have a better education so the reason why I really started it was when I was um when I moved here in 2007 I started sponsoring a kid through uh world vision <laughs> damn you happened to that kid that kid's starving now you <laughs> no probably get another sponsor but just to just to that is true we, and the funny thing is we used <laughs> to make just, fun of her yeah. about that because like what you do is sponsor some random kid from a damn rent because you know the infomercial used to come in uh late night oh for 9.99 you yeah. can sponsor a kid which i used to make fun of you about it i don't think people always think that I'm the weirdest one in the family anyways because I just do some random stuff <laughs> so I was sponsoring this kid <laughs> and she was in South Africa so I used to get like cards from her like drawings you know I and it, it used to make me you know happy now and was then, that was I, okay are we sure that it's the kid but or it's not some grown ass that's where you know <laughs> see I do a lot of research and I do a lot of thinking so yeah. when I was given the money I, I think I gave like for three years before I realized that okay I mean and then I realized that you know in the charity thing you have some people that work there administrative fee and the donation that you actually giving to the the, the world vision it's yeah. not everything that's going to the kid yeah it's just a little portion because even here twenty dollars back home it's a lot of money for certain families yeah. but then when I realized that I was like why why am I you know after three years I'm not gonna say it went to I'm not going to say it went to waste because it was able to help that little girl in some ways or out of the kid. But then I had to cut it up and I was like, I'm pretty much wasting my money because if 50% is going to administrative fee, what is this kid getting? And then I thought about the kids after 10 years when we went back home for the first time after 10 years. Then I saw the situation. It hasn't improved. You still have kids running the street. You still have kids that cannot even have shoes to go to school or a backpack no and things like or clothes. Yeah. So then I started the Zenkyo Education. So I started it, but you know, sometimes when you work with certain people, they're not fully dedicated or they're not serious or they take you out, you know, for a joke. Yeah. So at that time, I was very, I'll say I was young. So I'll say most people didn't think I was serious about my project. Yeah. But now that I'm more mature, now that I have kids and I, I, I know what it is, I know what it means to help somebody. Uh, we actually bought like, um, uh, my partner and I, we bought like at least 100 bags, backpack with our own money right. that I already shipped back home. And we are buying like little things like, uh, you know, pencils, school material books and things like that that we buying slowly. And we are eventually going to send that this year by the end of this year we're going to organize something back home for the kids and we're going to give them away to the people that need it and um we are in the process of registering uh the organization here and in niger so that dream didn't die yet in me i'm still on it it's not you know people are not saying it now yeah but we're working behind closed door so that we are able to actually open it up back home and then you know Eventually, when it's registered here, start collecting donation. If it's clothes, if it's, you know, school books, old stuff that we can collect. And then start asking for, you know, sponsorship, probably a container from, you know, I don't know who, but we'll figure it out when it comes to that. Uh, And then be able to send some stuff back home and then, you know, help a few kids. Because the whole goal is to be able to help women 
and children because that's something that I'm very attached to when it comes to women and children. Yeah. It's something that's very dear to my heart. So yeah. I mean, which is, I mean, and they always put it, you know, women <laughs> or children are probably the most vulnerable in society in terms of that. And then now that you're actually talking about it and then now that I finally got my life together <laughs> yeah, <finally. laughs> and I'm finally a little bit more serious about certain things, I, I think that we will, we will put a pilot together, me and you, uh, by the end of the year, like I said, like when I was talking about um, sponsoring one kid, maybe we could also do like a backpack drive, and you know, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure and, it out. And I and I really want people to understand that, like you know, when we saying back home, back home. I mean, you, we gotta understand. Like for me, um, going back has opened my eyes in many ways. Is it, it has truly made me understand how fortunate I am in life period right mm -hmm. and it also made me understand that my circumstances could have been different had I still remained back home or you know it just I always tell people you know sometimes it's just it's a question of luck you know your parents you get lucky your parents get on a plane mm -hmm. they get overseas you're born right and then your life changed but it, that's truly a matter of I don't want to say pure luck but like it's some luck associated to it it's an opportunity that comes at a certain timing and you're able to make that transition so one thing I like to do now I like to go back home every year and mm -hmm. every every year I go back and I truly understand like damn like if I could help one person now and it, it, this does not have to be a lot it doesn't have to be you know you they know, don't require a lot yeah I, I'm, not, I'm not saying like we gotta go to social media and things like that <laughs> no. but it's just like you you know when you're listening to it and I'm not sure where everybody else is from the listeners and things like that but we gotta think about it that at the end of the day our home will always be our home doesn't matter where we migrate to we're always pulled back and attached to a certain place uh, going back home I get to really see you know what I'm saying like and, and when we talk about Black Panther as well like you know the inspiration I get that every year that I go back home because I, I, I truly understand that like like I'm a you know you have better chances of hitting the lottery back home than to be in a position that I'm in mm -hmm. so I gotta treat it as such so if we're able to you know do a book drive whatever I mean we'll we'll talk offline and, and figure it out so I mean as we're talking about it now I remember you used to do all these things now you should be like I don't know what you're doing. You over there thinking about too many, you know, like, but I wasn't, you know, sometimes in life you got to be ready to yeah. accept a certain information. You know what I mean? So I, I, I was not ready. <laughs> I had I know. Jordans to buy at that time. What, who's starving? Nah. You didn't care about and that. We're going to put them on World Vision. They'll put a commercial for them. That's how I was thinking. So, so now we're talking about two things. So you did the makeup. I'm still did, doing the makeup. I actually you're, have. You're a, doing the makeup. Yeah. You're doing the foundation, and um, you also started a new hustle recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my sister's a hustler. <laughs> you started a new hustle, which is uh, making these natural um, soap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why she laughed is because I make fun of the soap because I was like, the soap don't got no damn um, what's bubbles. The shit don't bubble up. I say, yo, I'm sitting there scratching myself. Ain't no bubbles in the damn soap. But now, nah, but it's all fun and case. But what? So as you transition, <clears throat> what the hell? First of all, where did you even see this whole soap making thing? And because to be honest with you, I found out on social media. I never knew you were doing a soap. No. I just seen a page started following me and then I saw the name and I was like, that gotta be my sister. <laughs> <laughs> so then I print screen the page. I send it to her on WhatsApp like, yo, what you doing? You doing soap, but you gotta understand, I, I'm always throwing jokes at them. They're always roasting So us. I'm always coming at them. So I was roasting her like, damn, don't tell me you made, but I really, I didn't even know at the time that that was her page. <laughs> and then she got mad because it actually was her page. And I was like, oh wait, time out. You really do soap? <laughs> uh, so just a little bit of story, but what, what, what motivated you? Why soap? Like, and where did you see this from? <sighs> Again, when I had my third child. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Them children are <adding> up, boy. <laughs> when I had my third and last baby, <laughs> for now. Um, again, I went on maternity leave. Yeah. Right. And then, um, for some reasons, I don't know what happened or what triggered me. And then I saw, um, I don't know what I, to be honest, I can't remember how I ended up 
in the soap thing but i started doing like crafting i'll go to michael's then i will buy like you know papers and i'll come home and i'll start making like gift tags or i'll make small boxes and then i was like what am i going to put in these boxes you know i'm making them but i'm not selling them because you have to be able to have a following or people that are in need of that then i fell onto the uh it's called melt and pour soap this is like already made soap you just melt it and then you pour it and then you do whatever so after that i started falling into this healthy lifestyle of you know soap is not not that soap is not good for you but a lot of things that i started reading was certain soap is just not good for you right it messes up with your body that's how you have pimples on your face or that's how you break down all the, i guess some, all the chemicals all the chemicals that's added things to that, it. that they put in there yeah. and then i started learning about essential oils then from the essential oils i started um looking into the soap thing So I ended up going and um, starting doing courses with this lady that has been like in the business for longer than I did. So she started teaching me and she started uh, showing me how to make the soap. So I started taking courses from her. And uh, from that point, I ended up learning and I ended up getting, you know, kind of certified into that area to be able to to do my own soaps and then you know use them and since then i haven't been buying dove i haven't been buying uh irish soap i just make my own and i use them on myself my husband and my kids so i've been saving money you know all this time by by just doing the soap so so if you're talking about it it's it obviously has a lot of health benefits uh, and I think in the, in the time right now where we all being conscious of things we put on our body mm-hmm. things we put uh, in our body uh, I guess that also motivates you to do it um, you also did a little beard oil that you gave me a little sample <laughs> yes I put on my beard actually oh now I remember why I started this so my son started to break out I think uh, when I had him he had like uh his skin starting to break out like a very he was getting like a rash a rash so his face was all red and he was breaking out from something and then i realized it was from the soap that i used to wash his clothes even though they were unscented for babies he still had like a rash and that stuff lasted you can see his face was peeling at one point he was just you know you feel like he had no skin on his face so Shit, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think I don't I don't know if I remember I have a picture I think I might remember when he eh. yeah his face was just it was breaking out breaking out it was peeling so what about us how come our our face don't don't break out as adults is it because our maybe our system is, is taking enough beating or do you know well it all depends on the person if you have very sensitive skin yeah. that's why your little brother he's as he has very my little brother that I'm talking about he has um, he had eczema you remember when he was yeah when he up. was young when he was young yeah as a baby yeah. as a baby so it's just yeah, I used to make fun of him he had, I used to say you got ninja <laughs> you t- turtles you make fun of everything skin I mean listen man nobody's off limits in my household yeah but he, he did have mom. it <laughs> so yeah so it's just like certain people are very sensitive and certain people it's just that their body is so used to it or it's just doesn't do anything to them but in the long run you don't see it now what happens is it's just when you get older and older and older that's when you start seeing all these negative effects on your body because you it's been taking it for so long that when you get old obviously your body is getting weaker your immune system it's about to clock you be ready to clock out so it's like it's like everything is just dying fast because you've been using all these things your whole life and that's what your body is used to but that's since then I honestly I don't buy soap when I go to Walmart or whatever I don't even go to the um, <clears throat> the soap aisle and I know how to make deodorant natural deodorants I know how okay, to make okay, okay. shampoo <laughs> it's like I don't buy any natural uh, does, it, does it actually work <laughs> I also heard that deodorant causes cancer long term effect mm-hmm. but then I don't the whole thing is it's what's been put into these deodorants right. or what kind of ingredients it's in there it's in there 
um, let's go back to the soap part. My soap, when I make them, I don't add like, you know, because sometimes you have to use some, some sort of preservative to, to conserve like certain things for a longer period, mm-hmm. a long life shelf. But when you use essential oil, it's organic and it comes from plants. Sometimes you have to get like, you know, the lavender, the ginger, experiment. All right. these things have health benefits. So if you're using, for example, lavender is known for soothing. It's known for relaxing. And mm. people love taking baths. Like, you know, you have a bath bomb, you put it in your bathtub, you take a nice relaxing bath. You know you're going to feel good when you come out. And the Damn really? I ain't take I don't I ain't take a bath in about seven years. I don't take baths either, but it's it, it you use lavender also for the soaps. So you are kinda getting some sort of uh health benefits. Gee, I need these. to start using your soap again, stop talking shit about it. <laughs> I'm like that. I try to educate you, but you are something else. (laughs) I try. I try to use it. So that's. I never really thought about it like that. Because yeah, we we do wash what we eat, but we don't really wash what we use to on the body. Yeah, because to wash our hair and 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 because certain stuff penetrates your skin. And the skin is the biggest organ that we have. Exactly. It absorbs I like, saw that. everything I saw that through, the, through the pores. So everything you put on your body, you have to be conscious that it has some. It might have some effects. Just like when you smoke cigarette, you know it's going to kill you down the road. But yeah, it's going to create something. Something is going to happen. You know it's starting, but it's not starting now. It's going to happen down, down the road. Now, out of all the three businesses that you name, yeah. which one do you, which one would, do you love the most? The soap bar. The, but the soap is recent, though. It is recent, but I, I, you know, it's, it's I use my hands. You know, it's something that I like to do because I do that from my own house. Like, I don't have to leave my house. The only part that I don't like about that is it has to cure for six weeks, up to no, four to six weeks, because obviously I mix oils and fats and also um, lye. You have to use that for the soap. So when you mix them um, together, that's how the soap happens. And then you add your essential oils or whatever you want. and then. But so that means that anybody can make the soap then? If you want to, you can make it. But there is some, um, you have to know how to measure the oils. Okay, so it's a skill. Like you're not yeah, going yeah. like you, you. You have to. I mean, like everything else, you have to research it. You to, have to, to research. But I did take some everything that I do. I do take some courses, like the makeup. I didn't just get up and say I want. I want to do makeup, and I started like I watch videos, but mm-hmm. I made sure that I went to school for it and have the basic right. And then same thing with the soap. I had to go take some courses so I know that I'm not at risk or I'm not putting. You know, my kids are risk. That is true. Because you fuck around life. and create some shit. <laughs> you don't know what put you that on their face and their face peel off. Yes. You might. I mean, you might. You will get sued. You will get sued because even, it's a registered even charge. Yes. It's, uh, it's very serious. So, yeah. People, anybody can make their soap if they're if that's their passion. But it takes a lot of time. You don't know. You're not going to learn something overnight. It doesn't yeah. happen overnight. So, if people want they can do it it's you have to know even essential oil it's not every essential oil that you can use just like you know peppermint it's very minty and you can use it for the body but at the same time you have to be careful the amount that you use to put in the soap so everything has to be measured you know and uh, you can use uh, shea butter you know coconut oil olive oil depending on what kind of soap you want to make if you want to soap if you know somebody that have like a dry skin you can make like a moisturizing soap that's gonna give them you know hydration yeah. for their bodies just like somebody who has uh, a very oily skin and they want to control that you have to know what oil you have to use and mix to be able to create that kind of soap for that particular person just like the beard oil it's not everybody that's gonna use it because some people may be sensitive to coconut oil or some people can be sensitive to either olive oil or whatever jojoba oil you don't know so you have to make sure you know how you're mixing them so that you don't just create something that's not healthy like you're trying to make healthy products so so are you so are you looking to then take this and start to market it and 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 get people to buy it and and turn into your brand because i guess this goes hand in hand with the makeup 
Um, maybe not so much of the, but everything goes in hand, right? <laughs> um, so once you market it, you're going to sell it as a whole, like come get your makeup done and also come take a shower kind of thing or? Come get your makeup done. I stopped doing makeup because it's time consuming. I will rather sell it than get <laughs> You don't like to do now. Speaking of that, I had a question that I was thinking, like, because in a, in a world where, um, and and actually today as we we're talking about, it, I put on my snap that um, I issued a challenge um, to to the ladies on there, and this is a friendly challenge. This is not me coming for y'all, but this is really me saying that you know I challenge you to uh, go thirty days without putting a filter on. And then I got in a discussion with a young lady where she. It, it, you know the crazy thing is and, and the reason why I laugh from this is as soon as I ask a question or I say something somebody always take that personal but if you if you don't understand from my you know from my perspective you know I might be talking to like you know 20 people on my snap or whatever you know what I mean so it's not it's people it's not personal to you when I put things up it's just something that clicks in my mind I was like oh I'm, let me get people reaction so we're going laugh. back and forth and then they were saying that um you know, men, we hide our beauty with our beard. Um, and then women, they use makeup. So, see, here's, here's, I'm a, here's my take, things. right? I'm sorry. Uh, you cannot buy a beard, as far as I know, <laughs> right? You can't buy a beard. You're either blessed with you being able to grow a decent beard or you live with the little patches. Fellas, if you got the patches, you got to shave that shit off, <laughs> okay? Your beard cannot have a big fucking gap in the middle, and a goatee. So all you got really, you don't have a beard, you have a goatee. But now, for the makeup, like, so what I was saying is not every man could grow a beard. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. But every woman could put on makeup because mm -hmm. makeup, you go and you buy it, right. right? Now, in all your line of doing makeup, have you ever seen a makeup and you went, Jesus Christ. Always. What, what is, what, what is, um, now that I'm, I'm I thought of a question. What is, in your opinion, because you, you've done it professionally, you went to videos and you've made a lot of ugly ducklings look amazing, <laughs> by the way. Um, what is the number one mistake that a lot of people do in makeup? And what is like the, the smallest mistake, but like it seems like everybody make the same mistake from your from your perspective? Because I don't know nothing about no makeup. Not matching their foundation to their face. Some people go light because they want to look light. Some people just go, I don't know. They just don't find their shade and they're like, fuck it, let me just put whatever I got. <laughs> Foundation is the one thing that people, I don't know. Shit, not, that can't. is true, yeah. <laughs> because you, you'll see a dark-skinned girl with a lighter-looking face. Yeah. Like, her face looked lighter. Or, or, I mean, the worst is when I see... And I'm not trying to put skin into, I mean, skin color and things, but like you'll see a light skinned girl that looks like a ghost because she don't went and got a white person's foundation. Because they didn't get their face. foundation matched properly. And now she look like she's half white from the head <laughs> <laughs> and Mexican from the rest of her body because <laughs> it's too different. <laughs> it's so rude. <laughs> no, but, but it's, it's true. true. So, it so the true. number one mistake that people do is really the foundation? Sometimes it's not even a mistake. Sometimes people just do it on purpose they just want to look lighter so they just go and get something that's light oh, like, they, they can't there's a conscious choice yeah so it really depends on the person that's doing it but usually i just feel like some people just do it just to be doing it just to do it. what's good makeup like what what is what is considered when you look at somebody you're like damn like she Makeup is good. What makes you? What would make when you it's say natural? That? When you don't have too much that you look like a different person. Like nowadays, the makeup. That's why I say I don't do makeup on anybody except myself when I go out. Right. But then it's like they will expect you to kind of change them and make them look like a different person. You will see somebody with the makeup and you go, damn. And then when she removes the makeup, you're oh shoot, is that the same person? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've been on a lot of dates. I, <laughs> I can tell you hands on that. <laughs> it, it, it got so bad that I started checking people's knuckles because I was like, I, yeah. I want to figure out what your real skin color because you're not going to put makeup on your knuckles. Like if you go into the movies, you don't have to put those extra contour, those extra highlighter that, you know, blinding your eyes or whatever. You can I'll put like What's a that last gloss? thing that they spray on their face after? What is that supposed to do? It's called setting spray. So it keeps your makeup in place for like the whole day. <laughs> hey, hey, ladies, y'all are doing too <laughs> damn... See, I, I, 
men, we we really don't care about makeup. Reason why I say that, right? It's because growing up, you guys never wore makeup. You, my other sister. I still don't wear it like that. And my mom don't wear makeup. When I see my mom wear makeup, I think she look weird, <laughs> right? And, I, and, I, and, and I'm trying to explain to, to girls. And listen, this is not me. Let's be clear. This is not me telling you what y'all should do. Mm-hmm. This is just me giving uh, a perspective from my view. And it means absolutely nothing. But that being said, I'm still going to say it. Um, <laughs> so when I was looking at it, like, you guys don't wear makeup. And my eyes, I've always seen you without makeup. So then when you put on makeup, it kind of looks weird. Like, huh? you look kind of weird. Because I, I know your facial features. Mm-hmm. So now, ladies, let's reverse that for a little bit. When your facial features have been already enhanced, when I first meet you, um, our mind, that's the picture that it registered in our minds. Yeah. So then when the shit come off afterward, it, it looks puzzling because what's embedded in our minds, you know, it's like, think think about it. It's like trying to open your phone with somebody else's fingerprint. <laughs> because before you do, you have to register one fingerprint, yep. different variation of it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you put a different finger on it, it, it kicks you out. So we got to think about it in that sense. If that, I just thought about it, by the way. This just came to me. Yeah. So it's like when you see people with it. So that's why I'm, I'm always saying like let let the man see you. I don't want to say let him see you at your worst, but let him see you in the way where like you you in the middle. Like you're not too dolled up. You're not too um, makeup. Makeup. The whole point of makeup is not really to change your whole face into a different person. It's to enhance your natural beauty. We are all beautiful. But what if you're as ugly, woman? We are beautiful. It doesn't matter if you're ugly because you might be beautiful to somebody. Yeah. You know, there is always somebody that's going to appreciate you. Is it subject? Is it a consensus ugly though? It has to be. Well, God created you, right? So there's a reason why you look like the way you're looking. But at the end of the day, we have to be able to accept ourselves and love ourselves the way we have been made. Like, if I wear makeup, last time I came in the house, my dad didn't recognize. <laughs> I, I need to tell the story. <laughs> I'm my tell, dad didn't recognize. I'm gonna me. tell you the story because my sister <laughs> came to our crib, right? She came home and then the night before, and my dad not. Oh, my dad fifty six, right? Fairly young. Um, so he goes, he opens the door. My sister had on a wig, and then she had on makeup. And then my, my dad's going, he's like, hey, how you doing? Who you looking for? <laughs> and then my mom, my mom runs out. She goes, no, that's your daughter. What you mean? He goes, oh, shit. I never recognized you. So that that's just, that's just the funny part of the whole, like, it was it was hilarious. My mom could probably tell it a little bit funnier, but, like, uh, the more that story is, like I said, like, I'm used to always to seeing see you without, without makeup. makeup so, yeah. like, when you put on the makeup and it's like, extra makeup it's like damn I do I don't be recognizing you which is the weirdest thing right yeah. and I mean you're a woman so you understand it better but men we're just here looking you know we're just we're just trying to survive in the in the world full of makeup so you are a feminist now um what does it mean to some cause I, I truly here, here's my this is always, of course, my perception. Mm-hmm. And I need to stop coming from it. But looking at it this way, right? Like, there needs to be a balance. What is a feminist? A feminist is somebody. A, somebody that fights for woman uh, empowerment? I'm not going to say I'm one of those hardcore feminists. Right. But I do believe that in certain areas, we have to be equal. Like, I'm raising three boys, so really, I have to teach them, you know, the proper way to kind of respect women somehow, or, you know, understand what us women go through on a daily basis, or depending on where you work, or depending on what you do in life, there's always, you know, that in the back of the mind that women are inferior to men. Okay. But personally, I'm not like the hardcore. I'm easygoing. Like I said, I'm married. I have a husband. I have kids. So it's just like um, it's it's balanced like between my husband and I. So we don't really. I just know sometimes I have to kind of voice my opinion or tell him how I feel about certain things. That okay, if I'm at home, I'm raising the kids or I'm doing this for the kids. You have to be able to be there 
don't help me or you have to be able to do certain things it's not always the woman that's going to be cleaning the house you know cooking i want to feel nice also that my husband is probably cooking dinner for me or right. he's doing certain things to make me feel comfortable but i mean if I, if I could summarize what you're saying and and it i mean it's, it's starting to make sense to me in a sense it's it's to it's to give that little bit of boost to our woman and i think and and i and i and i also think that uh it is probably one of the most important thing that a man could do is is to um be respectful at all times i mean respect is such a a broad term but like when you dig deeper into it you know it's it's helping a woman is is helping them get better we shouldn't be intimidated because our women are trying to you know mm -hmm. to to do more and more thing and, and let's be and let's be honest right in the times that we live in now we need our woman more than ever in a sense like roles have reverse yeah right when we're looking at it like your wife is gonna go to work she's gonna bring some money not not even some money she's gonna bring money to the table and so so will you and sometimes the gap is not even that big in terms of you know the income and things like that so like you gotta also look at it like damn if she's doing all of that and then she comes home we expect her to always be cooking now i think naturally women are nurturing creatures mm -hmm. when of i mean course. creature you know what i mean like nurturing so they will always get to it before but you know if in between then we're able to it's to be able to have that backup you know what i mean yeah. so like in my case i can only speak for myself in my case my husband is an entrepreneur also yeah you know he works over time and sometimes i look at him and i'm telling him you're gonna get old before your age you're gonna get old you know or tired before you actually start enjoying yeah the the all this work that you're putting in now but then you have to look at it also that you have um you know you have kids that are growing you have a wife you know you can't always say okay i'm focused 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 yeah. focusing on you know this entrepreneur thing but because even me myself i'm always busy like you just mentioned i have two three businesses that i'm yeah. running but then at the end of the day i still have to take care of we still have to take care of the kids and be able to raise them as a team as a team but and i mean also, as an entrepreneur i'm sure you like you just said you 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 understand that that you know there has to be some sacrifices and for for at least for a little bit until things get better to the point where you can you know find more time to and i know i mean i'm not i'm myself and not married mm -hmm. uh i'm terrible at relationships <laughs> let's be clear so i don't i've always done everything by myself like i don't have to consult with somebody else obviously because i'm not in a relationship and not like that but i also i think it's important because um a long time ago i'm not gonna put a date on this but <laughs> <laughs> long time ago okay. long time ago okay um I was hanging out with a young lady and um, she had went to work. She went to work. So I was working from home that day. We hung out. She went to work. Um, and this particular day, she had to work extra late. Uh, so I was home the whole day. So now, like, we're talking, like, from 7. So usually I work from home. I'll do, you know, 7, 38 till about 4, 35, depending on whatever I, I got to do. Mm -hmm. But this was on a Friday. I remember this was on a Friday. So I worked. I was done by like 4 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, shit, what are we going to do? Because she cause wasn't getting home till about 10. So 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, watch a movie, finish the movie. Damn, it's only 6? Mm -hmm. So I got up. I started sweeping around. Swept, cleaned, mm -hmm. did dishes. I'm organizing the kitchen. Come back, sit down, 7.30. I said, shit. <laughs> Put on another movie, watch another movie. I was so bored. I went I went out, went to the, to the liquor store, bought wine, came back, finished the wine, watch She's another movie. She's still not back. And then when she finally walked through the door, I told her, damn, <laughs> you know what? felt like shit today she go what you mean not that i felt like shit but like if if we were able ever to get to the point where let's say she became my wife for example or we're we're married mm -hmm. and then i was to go out all day because i know men we tend to do this right like we'll go out all day and not come home at like five six then we'll go to the club and come home you know what i mean which at that point i put myself in woman's shoes for a second and that was probably the worst feeling 
I've ever had <laughs> in a long time. That was just one day. And that was one, I was like... That was just so one day. So then it hit me right there. It was like, damn, like, I understand why women be like, yo, come home after work. Yeah. Because it's one thing, when you home, trust me, you'll clean the whole house three times and still do wouldn't be back. So imagine people to come home at like two, three in the morning and the constantly do it. So I, I had a conversation with her like, yo, if we have a complaint to me about not coming home after, obviously with speaking hypothetical because I'm not married to this person, but mm-hmm. like, we're just saying like, damn, if my wife ever tells me that, yo, you've been gone all day, you just get home at 11 o'clock, I promise you, I will always remember that day and then that would then make you change yeah somehow. I mean I, I'll be honest even now like I'm not but I'm I'm already thinking about it mm-hmm. like shit like I will be conscious about this thing right so and then and we got to this because we're talking about feminism and keeping the things, balance you keeping a balance I think it's important that we we listen to our woman that we respect our woman that we try to support them as much as possible I was an asshole by default my whole life <laughs> for not for lack of knowing better exactly and I've since then I'm not gonna say I've turned my life around but I've definitely I am becoming better at least I'm trying to and I think this podcast is helping me a lot in many ways to recognize these things but I think I mean even even at my worst um, you know I, I was never like a disrespectful type or whatever no, but yeah. I think if, if, if guys if men yo, we are listening to this I think we need to put our arms around our woman and then I, I think we need to continue to support our woman I think that we have to work as a team I always say this like teamwork make the dream work I know you've heard this phrase before yep. and uh, you know what I mean I think that was it's an amazing thing I don't even want to add anything more well, to that I was you, going to add some stuff no no go ahead I'm saying it me it might be a, a whole lot of uh, another topic but it's important like you mentioned that men support their wives just yeah, like women yeah. have to support their um, their husbands so it's because from the minute you get married to somebody it becomes a team and a team when kids are involved if it's not one two three kids four kids it's still demanding because those kids they need your attention those kids they see what's going on around them and kids are smart exactly 100% 100% they know if the relationship is not good they can sense that they sense it, yeah. if uh, mom is not happy they can sense that and I'm so blessed because sometimes when I'm down my oldest will come to me and be like are you okay like he will check on me are yeah. you okay do you want me to do something for you yeah, yeah. at that age you know He's he's very I'm not gonna say mature, but he knows, he knows what's going, going on. on yeah. yeah. Like, you know, the the two year old too. Sometimes they get up, they just randomly throw, I love you, mom, I love you, mom, you know, <laughs> randomly. You know, you you see that. Hey listen, <laughs> them little kids are bad as hell. Okay. When the little man he sees me, shout out to Ryan. Um, he go, Uncle Yo, that's what he calls me. Cause every time I come in the space, I'm like, yo, what's up? So he picks up the yo. He picks up the and yo. And as soon as he see me like Uncle Yo, that's my little He goes, Yo, yo. <laughs> Even when we're in the car and I get you on the Bluetooth. Yo, <laughs> that boy it's bad. So I said, boy, you better watch yourself. I put you in the headlock. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's teamwork, man. Like it, oh, it, it comes down to that. I mean, I'm not married yet, so I might just be talking some shit. Just yeah, like to I sound say, good. I'm not a hardcore but, feminist, but I do. I am a feminist at heart. It's just like I work with women. Like where I work right now, it's full of women. I don't work with men. I work with women. But there is certain things also that, you know, if you want to be a feminist, you have to kind of be fair also because you have to look at it as, I'm a feminist, but I'm not going to make my husband feel like shit or I'm not going to treat my husband certain ways just right. because I feel like this is my right or this is what I'm supposed right. to be doing. Um, it, it's mutual respect. It's uh, compromising. It's understanding each other and then also, you know, supporting each other because that's very important. Today, if my husband is not feeling well, I have to be able to back him up. Just like if something is wrong with me, right. he has to be able to back me up because we didn't get married or, you know, we didn't get married to just say, ah, she's on her own or whatever. She can do this. That she can do that. Sense. Yeah, you, you know, know then what's single. the point of being together? So compromising is really important. And um, like I said, as soon as kids are involved, it's a different whole, it's a different ball game. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, on that note, um, 
we're not gonna kill this momentum. We're gonna leave it at that. That was that was amazing. I liked it. Give them your uh, what is the Instagram that they need to follow you on? Uh, Facebook page. I know you got a Facebook page. I have like three from pages. which I am jealous of. She got like fifteen hundred followers on the Facebook giant or something like that. <laughs> And uh, you know how long it took me to build that on the activated podcast. Y'all listen to the podcast, but y'all not liking the page, man. Y'all need to go out there and, and we got to also like we're talking about it. We got to watch who we empower and then uh, we got to make sure that we follow the right people that are doing the right thing. And I feel like um, activated podcast is good for the ecosystem. So that being said, please make sure you go um, and follow. I'm, you know, activated podcasts every, on every platform you can think of. YouTube. Um, we sometimes do have the video podcast going on there, so you can check it out. Of course, SoundCloud is the man uh, is the main hub, which all the episodes go on there, and then it goes to iTunes. Uh, for those of y'all that requested Google Play, I hope y'all still listen on Google Play, and. Um, yeah, Don't SoundCloud, forget to Google share play. the page Share the page Like it Do what you gotta do Give them your Instagram Well for Fali You can follow me on um, Facebook At Fali Cosmetics But cosmetics is spelled in French But if, as soon as you type Fali Cosmetics It will come up How you spell Fali though? You keep saying Fali How you spell it? F as in Frank A as in Apple L as in Larry I as in India There you go Fali Cosmetic. Uh, if you're not French Use Google Translator <laughs> Okay, and uh, what about the soap? What pages for the soap? It's uh, Remy Luxury. So R E Amazon Mary I <laughs> underscore Luxury. Perfect. And uh, once the episode go up, please go on Activated Podcast on Instagram. I'll make sure to tag all these amazing pages for y'all to check out the amazing work uh, that my sister's been doing. And uh, once again, she is the reason why y'all getting this podcast anyway. So. Um, thank her because without her this wouldn't happen and uh, I've been trying to get her on there and we finally got it done see it's not finally. that bad she was super nervous like she's meeting some celebrity I'm like it's yeah, just me I came with my books and all <laughs> she had notes and everything but uh, appreciate it so uh, also quick shout out to I want to shout out two people I want to shout out um, Amelia uh, shout out to you Vegan Killer I did an episode with her Please go check it out If you have not It was the longest podcast I've done Is because the Still vibe waiting on my lip crack Oh yes <laughs> Lip crack uh, Get your lips shining <laughs> Might get you a kiss We gonna talk about with her Because we gonna do The little commercial joint I think I got some uh, Things So shout out to her Because she keep reposting Her episode uh, And last week as well uh, Shout out to Daniel that came through with the Black Panther episode please go ahead and listen to it uh, amazing conversation that we had and mm -hmm. also Daniel thank you for the gift um, as right now all my gifts that I'm receiving I'm putting them in a special place in my office okay so that's it for this week uh, thanks everybody for tuning in every week every Friday new episode come out is the activated podcast and uh, you have been officially been activated there you go <laughs> I tried. Peace. <laughs>